Welcome to another edition of the Always Be Testing Podcast with your host, Ty DeGrange. Get a guided tour of the world of growth, performance marketing, customer acquisition, paid media, and affiliate marketing. We talk with industry experts and discuss experiments and their learnings in growth, marketing, and life. Time to nerd out, check your biases at the door, and have some fun talking about data-driven growth and lessons learned. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Always Be Testing podcast. I'm your host, Ty DeGrange, and I am very excited to talk to Nicole Phillips today. What's up, Nicole? Not much. Thanks for having me, Ty. Great to have you. Great to dive in. Uh, Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Yeah, so Nicole is awesome. She has been an entrepreneur. She's the founder and CEO of Catch. Did I pronounce it correctly? Yeah, it stands for Quick Match. Catch, you said it perfectly. Awesome. So a text-first, consumer-driven, AI-powered product recommendations. Can you can you tell us more? Sure. So Catch started from my own frustration as a consumer. I was working in the legal world, but for fashion and retail clients in New York City, and I needed to stay trendy up up on all of the trends, but working 80 hours a week meant there was no time to actually go in store. So I was always shopping online and it was very difficult to find products that you loved, especially now the trend cycle season cycle is is almost a week to two weeks. So there's constantly new products um, coming out. And I started, you know, helping a lot of my clients implement these really cool B2B, uh, tech solutions that were very data-driven. And it was always helping the company improve operations, become a lot more efficient, be really, really smart um, in how it's leveraging all this data. And I just kept thinking, I know you're capturing my data, but how is it helping? How's it helping me? How's it helping my user experience? And so I built Catch as for, selfishly for myself. And what it formed into is now something that's loved by over 100,000 other women, which is this relationship that you're building with your catch stylist. It's, it's actually all automated, but we use a lot of machine learning, a lot of AI powered product recommendations to send you things that we think that you're going to love. We're anticipating that you're going to love this product from a brand you may or may not have heard of. We do it through text. So it's just inherently a, a personal means of communication and there's a feedback loop built into it. So love it. yeah, every product you can love or dislike, and then we'll learn your style as, as you are on Catch Longer and as trends and seasons change. Love it. Yeah, Nicole is amazing. As you can tell, super smart, super accomplished. Prior to Catch, she was a practicing attorney. And I think it's fun to see you kind of enter the partner marketing space, the performance marketing space to some extent, and just kind of kill it and, and navigate it with such ease. And uh, the concept that you've created with you know the entrepreneurial spirit, the hustle, this product seems to be really, I was going to say catching on, but I didn't want to make a dad joke too soon. I just did. <laughs> we love puns. Oh, we love them. It, it seems to be getting some good traction. And so I'm, I'm excited to kind of dive in more. And like, it sounds like you're getting really good feedback from customers. You're, you're seeing that it's like a great way to kind of come up with product recommendations? Is it primarily fashion or are there other verticals that you're eyeing? Yeah. So we started with clothing 
it's the expertise of, of myself and our team, but we've since mm-hmm. expanded into accessories and actually beauty in just a couple of months. Mm-hmm. And it's only women, but we have plans to launch men's in 2024. Wow. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've like so many ideas and questions and, and maybe ask away, <laughs> maybe going back in time. Yeah. Uh, we've had some awesome chats, uh, but maybe starting with your background for folks that don't know much about you. Yeah, so my I, I have a sort of non-traditional entrepreneurial route, if you will. So I, right out of out of college, I decided to go to law school rather than business school. Even though I've always known I wanted to start a business, my father is an entrepreneur. Uh, a bunch of my sisters I have four sisters. There's five girls in our family. I know my poor father. Wow. Yeah, a lot of my sisters have started businesses as well. So I, I kind of always knew I was going to. I was going to start a business. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what that would look like. But honestly, I decided to go to law school because it sounded harder. It sounds funny to say, but you know, law school versus business school, law school just seemed like this set of skills that was, was put on this pedestal and, and really kind of difficult. So I'm always up for the challenge. So I went to law school, got my JD, passed the New York and Massachusetts bar. I'm originally from New York and worked at a big law firm doing complex civil litigation. And I had a couple of retail clients and I loved working with them. Um, so I actually decided to go back to law school because that was a good you know, waste of time and money. <laughs> but I focused on fashion specifically, fashion clients. And so I got my master's of law there. And then from that, I worked in-house for a luxury jewelry designer in Manhattan and kind of became this Jackie of all trades, if you will. So I was doing copyright, trademark, registration and protection. I was doing licensing, manufacturing contracts, FTC and, and marketing guidelines for, for businesses. And also simultaneously learning about all the data privacy re- le- legislation that was going on, which very interesting and, and timely for what we ended up building here at Catch. Mm-hmm. So I kind of mentioned that story early on as I was working with these clients and these businesses, I saw this opportunity that I needed myself to leverage some retail technology that was being used by the clients, but on the consumer side. And now we've realized it's not only powerful for the shopper, it's actually really powerful marketing channel for brands too. You know, we can, we can sort of get into that. Yeah, absolutely. And I I guess how have you, I have so many kind of angles here. So like first I think of stitch fix in terms of like what they did with personalized fashion how do you think about them and, and kind of like what kind of sparked your journey of like, this is our value prop. This is what, why we're building. This is how we kind of compare to what's out there in the space. Stitch Fix is a great example because in a lot of ways we looked at that model and everything that we thought if Katrina Lake was building it today, what she would do. And we sort of went with that. So the first was Stitch Fix, at least at the time of starting Catch, it was used primarily by an older audience. And so when you talk to a younger Gen Z mm-hmm. shopper, Stitch Fix is something that her mom would wear and not necessarily something that she would ever wear. So it's really hard. I learned it's very hard to go down market um, in terms of age demographics. So we knew we wanted to start young and it would be similar to Facebook, right? Started out with the, with the young kids and now all of our parents are on it. So it'd be a lot easier to go upstream. So that was the first thing. We wanted to start with a young, almost college savvy digitally native shopper. The second was the feedback loop of Stitch Fix. To me, the most important feedback that they were missing was when someone would open the box in their bedroom and pull out a shirt and say, oh my God, no, 
throw it to the side, pull out a pair of jeans and say, I love this. Try them on a couple times, send photos to the friends, get that feedback. What do you think? What do you, you know, what, sh- should I buy them? And, but then ultimately say, maybe you just, you know, bought something expensive the last month. And so you return both of those products, but doesn't necessarily mean it wasn't your style. Right. And so they miss that, that behavior that just kind of happens when we're looking and observing with it and interacting with clothing that we love and, and want to buy. So I wanted a way that I could capture all of those touch points. And with catch, you can, we can see when someone is sharing it, we get those messages back. Hey, I love that neckline, but if for my figure, it, V-neck is a little bit better. We get all of these messages in real time and it's kind of, it's kind of wild. And Stitch Fix obviously has a four week feedback loop and we have couple of seconds. So wow. those are just two, two examples in business model, obviously as well. That's amazing. And, and how are you, what are some of the like things that you're implementing, you know, from a user experience perspective to kind of continue that conversation or that feedback loop in the product, in the app, in the messaging? I'm, I'm curious to learn more about that because that sounds like a pretty exciting piece of how yeah. you're, you're very different and very modern and very like real time. Yeah, that's a great question. So I think one of the things that my team and I have, have done really well is we listen to our customer. It's hard not to because you have to, mm-hmm. you have to check all the incoming messages. Yeah. And we build, we build around that. So catch today is, is a bit different than what we anticipated um, actually going out and building. So the first was we're sending just five recommendations through text. And that was, that was the experience, right? So you get five every week, you interact, and then that's it. But a lot of people kept saying, send me more, send me more, send me more. And so for those that wanted more, we actually built out an entire website. It's, it's a web app, so you can go on your phone, but you can also go on desktop. And you can every single day see more product recommendations that our algorithm has picked for you and simultaneously interact with, I love this, I like it, I don't like it. And it actually merges every reaction you've done through text into this one place. So you can kind of you know, pop in on your desktop and say, oh yeah, I did like that from text and here, here are some other things. So we've built that kind of Pinteresty shopping experience, but powered by our algorithm. And then the second thing, which is launching again in 2024 is AI powered on demand styling. So a lot of our shoppers will um, send specific requests or send photos and say, I love this outfit from Blake Lively. It's $5,000. Can you find me a more affordable version? And with all the AI technology that's coming out, we normally would have real human stylists doing that. But with how we've trained all of our inventory and, and just how our operations work, it's the perfect use case to allow someone to upload an image. We already know their price sensitivities, their style, what they've loved, the brands that they've, that they've interacted with positively, find those products that are similar in our inventory and send it right out to them almost in real time. So really excited yeah. to see how that works. And again, that was, that was because people were texting us crazy and we were like running around. Okay. We, we got to answer these messages. We've got to find, yeah. got to find this outfit first. Who wants to look like Blake Lively? Who doesn't? So <laughs> doing that now at scale will be really exciting. Who doesn't want to look like Blake Lively? I just signed up for the menswear. I got to go get my phone to get the uh, text alert because I want to love it. Complete my registration here, so I'm going to do it right now, just so love it. I become a member, and then I'm hoping my wife doesn't become a member so that she doesn't yeah go wild. But she might like it. So thanks, babe. You're in. Ooh, I like that little I like the fireworks after you sign up. <laughs> I like that. You win. You did a good job. I got the dopamine hit. I'm feeling good. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Gamify the shopping. That's what we try to do here. That's what it's all about. 
So speaking of kind of the audience you're going into, the traction you're seeing, so how did you kind of get, I love the kind of talking to customers piece. And I think that gets completely underutilized, misunderstood, not invested enough. I always yeah. think of Glossier of, of like the, the peak example of that and how amazing that example was. How did you build trust with that younger demo Gen Z demo, different, you know what I mean? Like initially, especially when you were brand new. Again, these are, these are great questions and ones that I think are taken for granted from brands quite often. So for our marketing, at least early on, we worked a lot with college ambassadors. So we had a program called Catch Me on Campus and we would basically find these really trendy women that were, they didn't need to be big influencers at all, but mm-hmm. they were something that if we saw them, we saw their Instagram, we were kind of influenced by them. And so we'd really have them be the voice on the ground, sharing what Catch is like, who's behind it, two sisters, building that, hey, we are just like you. We know we shop where you shop. We are seeing the same things on TikTok. We're influenced by the same trends. This is just a really easy way. Go one place and we'll send it to you. So that was an easy way to, to build that relationship. And then we realized that if we're asking for a lot of data, which we really are from our shoppers, and it's pretty incredible the amount of data that we get at the first touch point, like you t- just took this out. I mean, there's, we, ask, we ask a decent amount of, of questions. If you show the consumer how you're using that data in a very quick turnaround time, then they are more likely to continue sharing their lives and sharing their preferences with you rather than taking a you know 20 question style quiz and then not getting recommendations or just getting yeah. something random that that is not a fit and not having the ability to provide that feedback. So I think it's been really helpful. They they feel especially the op- the opportunity to say I don't love this. Yeah. People say that they don't love recommendations all the time and it's incredible because it really does help us learn what they want, what they don't want. So Yeah. It's a relationship yeah, for sure. You're giving more than you're taking, balancing that. You're you're learning from their their feedback and, and importing that into the, the the relationship, as you said. That's amazing. Yeah. And I'd love maybe you can share some things that are not, you know, super secret, but like maybe sharing some of the traction and growth you're seeing with and that would be interesting just to note like maybe responses from brands or from customers, just understanding kind of like your growth journey, where you're at, where you're trying to go. Yeah, so I can tell you some some high level metrics. Yeah. So we just passed a hundred thousand members, which is wow. incredible. We've spent we've spent less than seventy five thousand dollars on marketing to get there. So a lot of the tactics that we do to grow our user base is organic, it's referral based, and the times when we do use spend spend money to acquire customers, we're using a lot of the data that we have on our existing cohort to go out and find them in a really, really cost-effective way. And that was one of the things that popped in our minds of, wow, marketing, we're, we're, we're pretty good at marketing, right? So, so that's when we started really focusing on the brand side of our business. We have closed some incredible brands, CVS, Forever 21, even Talbot, which is funny because I mentioned we have a younger demographic. We also have older women who are signing up and saying, hey, I, I, I love this. Can you find more brands like X, Y, and Z? And they'll actually send us names of brands. We'll use that to go out 
and get some some of these some of these brand partners. And that's awesome. Yeah, it's it's been incredible. Our revenue growth has been um, almost a thousand percent year over year for wow as of as of July. So we're we're growing we're growing quite quickly. Congrats! Um, but our team is still very lean. We're still very focused on yep. a customer a customer controlled marketing channel. Yeah, and I want to dive back into that. But before, since we're talking revenue, can you tell us a bit just to kind of like how you make money? Yeah. Absolutely. So we we monetize both sides of the platform. So we have a free to paid on the shopper side. So that paid is is VIP. We actually really don't advertise it too much. We it's kind of more reserved at this point, still in beta. Mm-hmm. It's reserved for those really engaged members who are are texting us constantly and saying, yeah. I have this vacation in Italy coming up. <laughs> help me help me dress for it personal shopper kind of thing yeah exactly exactly so we have a way to to monetize that for those really high engaged shoppers where they don't have to go out and pay love it five hundred dollars for a personal stylist and then on the brand side there's a couple of different ways that we partner with brands we have sort of grandfathered in a lot of commission-based relationships with some bigger brands Going forward, we actually now monetize either per click or on a flat fee basis. So you can buy packages, you can buy, you know, we'll include you a couple of times over the next six months. Make sure that your products are getting put into the recommendations, assuming there's a fit for our audience. And then we can help brands stay at a cap. So if our algorithm just doesn't include you in recommendations, you're not not paying for it, right? So it's it's performance-based, but it's a really great way yeah. to make sure that you are top of mind if there is a if there is a fit. As we include some new features in 2024, it'll actually allow us to open up our partnership opportunities outside of sort of the core clothing, accessory, beauty. We get approached by a lot of brands that are just industry adjacent that really we think would be a great fit for our audience. But the way that the user experience is built now, it, it would jut too much into the, yeah. into the user experience. So, so we're building that out so that we can work with more of these brands that we think are a great fit. That's awesome. That's really cool. And are, are there brands that you kind of say like, okay, if you kind of fall into this category, you're a perfect fit for us at Catch? Or how do you kind of think about like brands that kind of are no brainers for you to kind of come in and enter, enter the marketplace? So there are, based on all of the data, which we have you know, 50 million data points that we can go based off of, right? Price point, style type, target demographic, that there's all these sort of demographic and psychographic information that we know if a brand is going to be a really good fit or you are similar to X, Y, and Z, you know, Urban Outfitters, Princess Polly, Banana Republic. Those are some really, really great brands on our platform. Revolve does extremely well. But if you are a brand that kind of has a niche target demographic, I think it's really important for assuming that we have shoppers with that type of style. It's really important for us to partner so that we can get it in front of the right demographic, right? It may not be all 100,000 members who are going to see your products, but it may be 5,000 and those 5,000 may not have ever come across you before. And so you know, the way our algorithm works is if your price point is out of, is, is too high for a shopper, it's not going to reach them. But if the style fits, the price and the sizing requirements fit, you'll be served up. And yeah. it's a really interesting way to be 
introduced to a shopper? Well, speaking of served up, so I just went through the setup process. I went through and loaded up my, it took me no time at all. And I swear to you, it said new for you. And I scrolled down a pair of shorts, more of a dressy shirt, a t-shirt, and then the exact same shoes I'm wearing right now, a variation of those were served up to me. So that's that's pretty, I don't know if that's just luck of the draw or like insanely good targeting, but well done. <laughs> yeah, you'd be surprised. I mean, I sit, I sit across from investors and you know they'll have signed up before our call. And they're like, how did you do that? I just bought one of the first five recommendations. How did you do that? And it's nuts. We built, I just got targeted though. We built this for three years. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love it. So thank you. Thanks for sharing that. That's, it's always great to hear. You kind of alluded to a lean team with a lot of users and growing and the challenges of growing and learning. Like what are some of those like learnings and challenges that you've encountered? I'd love to kind of learn more about that. I think the hardest one is building a technical product when you're not a technical um, founder. So you know, it, it, this, when you look at it from the, from an outsider perspective, it, this looks like just an, another personal styling platform, but really everything is powered by tech. And, and that's what another thing that we wanted to do, dissimilar to Stitch Fix, not have a team of hundreds of stylists doing this. We wanted to always be able to have a really small team and power this out for millions of people. So that requires a lot of tech. So I can imagine it. And I know exactly what I want it to look like. And then you have to go out and find the technical expertise to deliver. So that's been, but it's, it's challenging. I imagine it would also be challenging if I was technical and I just didn't necessarily have the time to be really, really hands-on and doing it myself. So yeah, almost a different type of challenge. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And then I, you know, another challenge is I alluded to this earlier. We had a plan for catch. It looked a certain way from how I imagined it. And our members said, this is actually what we want. And so being flexible, but being having that discernment to know, don't be too flexible. Don't go after potentially the wrong customer who isn't going to be the ones that will bring you, yeah. bring you along. You have to just know, you have to know that difference. And so, Love that. so, so yeah, you have, you have to be flexible, but, but also really savvy. Yeah. Slack, uh, Instagram, great examples of starting in one area and then having the intellectual flexibility to go in a new area. This is awesome. We've, we've packed a ton of awesome ideas and questions and into this conversation. Maybe share with the audience uh, who are getting to know you, what maybe what's something that people are surprised to learn about you or maybe uh, many people <laughs> don't know about you. So, you know, when I'm not working on catch, which is a couple hours here and there, my husband and I are big supporters in dog rescue organizations. We actually have two dog rescues ourselves. My retirement plan will be buying a huge plot of land and building sanctuary dogs and and other animals. And so, you know, I volunteer for local organizations in my free time. And it's something that really, really hits hits home to me. So that's one of the most wonderful things I, I think about this this journey. It's it's one of my my outlets that 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 makes it easy. Um, and the other one that people are very surprised to hear, but I think it's relevant since it's almost October and Halloween is approaching, depending on when this launches, is my mother is actually has her own paranormal investigation team. And I kid you not, people call her, she travels all over the United States to investigate with some 
amazing technology. The, the technology in the paranormal investigation space is fascinating. It's fascinating. And so I tag along here and there. I, I think it's so interesting. Wow. We have some really cool evidence of things turning on and off, uh, intelligent responses. And I'm so into it. Yeah, very, very different. I don't know. I don't know a lot of other people who can say that, but it's something that I that I love to do. And again, especially that that tech aspect. Um, I love it. Some really cool technology being developed in that space. A mix of old school and new school, if you will. If you're thinking about people that have deceased, that's you know. Exactly. Yeah, bring it into modern day. I have to uh, tag along on one of these uh, ghost hunter adventures that you're referencing. Please. This sounds just too good to be true. Oh, it's it's great. Sometimes we do. We we will actually sleep over if it's you know bed and breakfast. We'll actually sleep over uh, in the haunted. There you go. Haunted areas. Yeah, you sleep with an eye mask for the real daring. For the daring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The the more fearful, I I'm on it. I love it. Love to challenge myself. Count me in. I love I love it, Nicole. It's been a pleasure. This has been amazing conversation. Uh, tons of information uh, on catching your growth and your success. For those wanting to learn more about you and, and the business, just where, where what's the best place to, to find you and, and get in touch? Yeah. So visit our website, joincatch.com, J-O-I-N-Q-A-T-C-H.com. You can email me, Nicole, at joincatch.com if you want to learn more. But check us out. It's It's a pretty cool product. I love it. Thank you for having me, Ty. It was wonderful. It was, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much and uh, talk soon. Bye. 